Welcome back to Hour 2 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Our number here, if you want to call in and join the conversation, is 505-444-5059. If you want to email us your questions and comments, you can email us at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. And if you're listening on KDAZ Radio, thank you so much for listening. We love KDAZ. Um, you're listening to a playback on KDAZ, so you can't call in, but you can email us and we'll respond to your comments on the next show if you want to. So, I, you know, I saw a funny article I came across uh, over the past couple of days. You guys, do you guys remember the, the trial, <laughs> this ridiculous trial going on for Gwyneth Paltrow? Do you guys, do you guys remember that? Uh, I don't. Refresh us. Okay. So apparently, a few years ago, she had a skiing accident. Now, I've done some skiing myself, and, you know, crap happens on the, on the slope, especially when you got a bunch of beginners falling all over the place and skiing all over the place. You know, sometimes you get skied into, and this is the risk you take when you go skiing. Skiing is a risky activity. Which is one of the reasons I never skied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm not fond of running into trees. You know, it, but, you know, this is why people do it. It's challenging, and it's, it, it's a way of pushing your limits, and that's why I learned how to do it kind of late in life, actually, so I never got very good at it. But so Gwyneth Paltrow was skiing. Her and this, uh, this optometrist guy, there's an old, kind of an old guy. He was, uh, I don't know, in his early 70s, I think. They collided on the ski slope. So a few years later, this guy comes after Gwyneth Paltrow and sues her in court. Oh, good grief. Now I remember. Yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so anyway, I come across this article. They <laughs> This, this um, queer playgroup has come, uh, they're coming out with a, a, a musical. <laughs> Based on the Gwyneth Paltrow (laughs) ski trial. Uh, Let's see, what are they going to call it? They're going to call it Gwyneth Goes Skiing. (laughs) Based on the infamous court trial between Gwyneth Paltrow and Terry Sanderson that took place earlier this year, will debut in December. It's already taken a... uh, a P-I-S-T-E of our hearts. I'm not sure what that mean, word means. Uh, but it says, it says here, Gwyneth Paltrow's infamous legal battle with a renegade skiing optometrist is getting the musical treatment. What a Christmas treat. Gwyneth Goes Skiing is set to debut in London this December from self-described Harbingers of Queer Chaos Awkward Productions. This is going to be so funny. Oh, my gosh. I would like to go see this one. I don't know if it ever comes to the United States. I'm not sure. But there's a, there's a guy playing the part of Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> 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 and, and he's got blonde hair, and he's wearing a ski outfit. And, you know, it's, I, don't, I think it's and, – and the guy that's playing the part of the crazy optometrist, it looks like his, his face is all beaten up and his nose is broken. And it's, it's, <laughs> that P-I-S-T-E is a ski – Run of what of connected, compacted snow, a ski run of compacted snow. Oh, com- you know, compacted snow is really not the best to snow in no, and to ski in. It, yeah. it you just kind of go out of control. You go yeah. really fast on it. It's like driving on ice. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I know. I've been there, done that. Anyway, so I th- thought I'd throw that in there while I was thinking about it. So. 
these auto kill switch mandates. Now, I, I heard about this the other day, and I and I looked this up, and I one of the first things I saw is I saw an article in USA Today in which they're fact checking. Now, a lot of time when you know, when you see Snopes or any place like that fact checking something, you got to really read what they're saying because usually, what you know they're they know it's true, but they're trying to make it seem like well. It, why it isn't true. So they say here, fact check, no, there's no vehicle kill switch in Biden's 2021 infrastructure bill. Well, you let their own words be the judge of what you think here. It says here, a January 2 Facebook post from musician Ted Nugent, which I like Ted, shows a screenshot of a tweet with a photo of President Joe Biden and another photo of cars on a highway. And it stated, beginning 2026, a kill switch will be mandatory feature on vehicles, reads the tweet. The device allows the government, the police, and car makers to disable your car from the comfort of their offices. Reminder, 18 GOP voted for this bill. Now, they're referring to the infrastructure bill. Remember the Biden infrastructure bill that had almost everything in it except stuff for infrastructure? It was like it, it, it's like one of these it's like one of these big omnibus bills that they throw together and they throw all kinds of crap into these things and it's so many thousands of pages long that nobody can read it. Nobody can read it, which is partly why uh, Mike Johnson right now is pushing back on this whole continuing resolution thing and and this budget that they want to approve in which they, once again, but right before the holidays, they want to ram through a, a, a budget that is like thousands and thousands of pages long that nobody has the time to read. Nobody understands it. It makes me wonder who writes these damn things. I, I mean, I've said that before. Don't we pay our congressmen to write these bills? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. But apparently they're not writing them because they have no idea what's in there. And so he's saying, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to do like a two-stage continuing resolution until after the holidays, and then we're going to talk about it some more then. Uh, but the only stuff that will be funded through the holidays will be just the bare, bare essentials. Right. And you, and I think that's part of the problem with having too many attorneys in Congress. Absolutely. You know, the founding fathers didn't like the idea of lawyers being politicians at no, all. No, I mean, our founding fathers are mercantile mer- merchants, farmers, you know, just basic people. That's one of the reasons Congress at the very beginning never got paid to be in Congress. And they still shouldn't be. No, I don't a think they should. A public servant is a public servant. Exactly. You know, that, now it, they all get make money off of it. Well, a lot of people don't realize that, 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 that they did not get paid to be in Washington. They decided, I don't even remember when it was. It's too, been too long ago. I think it was before my time that they needed to get a, a, a salary. And not only that, uh, they shouldn't be getting paid, but they get paid to go there. Then they do under-the-rug deals, you mm-hmm. know, uh, like they find something to buy stock into, especially the war. You know, they all got caught. Well, who was it that got caught uh, buying stock into the war right before it's, the day before it started? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They know what it is. So mm-hmm. the, not only are they getting paid a salary from the taxpayers' money, they go under the rug and make more money, and that's how they all become millionaires. Well, yeah, and you the, know, and, and then they, they decide for themselves to give themselves a raise. 
Right, right. right. You know what I mean? they it's do. like, hey, wait a minute. I'm I'm the one that's supposed to be paying for your wages. Right. Shouldn't shouldn't that go to a vote for the? That's for the, exactly. It's like you work for us. Why are you voting on your own raise? Shouldn't you put it out uh, as a vote to the people? We exactly. the people can say whether or not you should be paid more money or not. Because yeah, right. I think they should only get maybe forty thousand a year. Mm, well, uh, they're taking action against Peter, like I said, and saying that he only deserves one dollar. They're taking away his salary. I don't know if it happened yet, but they're ta- they made it sound like it was going to be a reality. Yeah. That yeah. Peter Bootlegger. Oh yes, Boot Edge Edge. I can't pronounce his name. He's just I don't like him anyway. So. Yeah, Boot Edge Edge. Yeah. yeah. So, and and him and his administrative officer one dollar. And somebody said now they want to do that to Michelle Lujan Grisham. Does oh, I, I'd be in favor of that. Oh yeah, me too. I, I will vote for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this article uh, in U.S. Today that is fact-checking this whole thing stated, Our rating is false. Now, listen to this. <laughs> they just contradict themselves. Automobile experts today, USA Today, the bill does not direct a kill switch to be implemented in cars nor does it give any third parties, including law enforcement or government officials, access to the in-vehicle technology. Give access to the in-vehicle technology, which they just got done saying there's going to be in-vehicle technology by that phrase. Wouldn't you agree with me? Yeah. And then it goes on to say, rather, the bill in question directs a federal agency... Oh, we love federal agencies, don't we? Yeah, they're just so great. Mm -hmm. To require technology that would detect driver impairment and disable the vehicle in that scenario. So they just changed the wording. They just changed the word. Didn't they just say there's going to be a kill switch? Typical yes, lawyer right double talk. That's exactly. exactly. This is why lawyers should not be politicians. And, and you know, they said that the, the bills are thousands and thousands of pages long, but don't we have the CPT chat, that the scary little thing, that you can ask it a question and it Chat GPT. Answer. Yeah, yes. so why don't we... Why don't we do that instead of trying to read the millions of pages of these bills? Well, these ask, bills contradict themselves. I mean, you can't even understand the bills half the time. They don't even know that. Why do you think Pelosi was so quick to sign in Obamacare? Oh, well, we'll read it after we sign That's right. in. It's like, you can read the bill after you sign the bill. It's like, and after yet, you pass the bill. here we are in this major mess where I can't even afford insurance. For just me, myself. No, I haven't had insurance ever since then. No, I mean, I, I've, in fact, I, I don't even... the. It's, the stuff that I'm in is, isn't even insurance. It's a MediShare program just because I cannot afford I mean, $600 a month just for myself. Are you kidding me? And I'm not one that likes to go and get government help for everything. I don't want the government in my business. Okay, since you went down that rabbit hole, I, I, I'm going to expand on that a little bit, okay? Um, because this, again, once again, it, it, this all has to do with these government agencies, which are unconstitutional, by the way. Exactly. These government agencies are unconstitutional. Read your constitution. Did the founding fathers say anything about government agencies? No, no. they didn't. No, gov- government agencies are a way for them to uh, violate the constitution, break their oath of office, and, and say, oh, well, we didn't do that. You know, it's like, oh, you know, they, you know they're, they're not an elected official, so, you know, it's, it's okay. Right? That, that's the kind of crap they do. But you mentioned something about the medical care and, and the thing with the Obamacare and all that kind of stuff. I watched an interesting program on Epic Times TV the other day. They have the Epic Cinema. I don't know if you watch the movies on there. They're fantastic. You guys should watch them if you haven't. But they got one on there, and they were talking about, uh, they were talking about hospitals. 
going out of business. You've got all these rural hospitals going out of business, and it's like paralyzing these communities. And people are literally dying because now they can't get to the hospital in time. There was one woman that was talking about her husband had uh, previously had a heart attack, and because the hospital was minutes away, they were able to get him there, and he was okay. But then they closed the hospital down, and then sometime later he had another heart attack, and that time he died because they had to ship him like 30 minutes away to another hospital all the Mm -hmm. way on the other side of town somewhere. But they're talking about how, you know, these fees that hospitals charge for things. You hear about that all the time. We've heard about that throughout our entire lifetime. And they're talking about how these, um, you know, like, Obamacare and these other ridiculous government programs where they're trying about bringing the cost down, they get these people on these government programs. And what they don't tell you is that when they get these people on these government programs, the government, you know, the the hospital will bill the government Mm -hmm. and then the government will decide how much they're going to pay them. And the problem they're getting is that these hospitals are getting less than what the care costs from the government when they finally get reimbursed, which which could be months, months. and months later. And, you know, you being a, a, a private business owner like I am, you know that when somebody doesn't pay you until months and months later, well, the bills come due right away, exactly. not months and months later. And so they get they finally get paid, you know, six months later, a year later, whatever, whenever the government finally decides to pay them whatever they want to pay them. And long before that, they had bills that came due. They have to pay their doctors. They have to pay the nurses. They have to pay, uh, you know, they have to pay the electricity. They have to pay the utilities. So, and all the supplies that they... All, all yeah, of that yeah, stuff. Exactly. So what they have to do to make up that loss in all of it... So the more, the more um, people they have coming in on government, uh, po- government plans the more money they lose, and therefore they have to figure out a way to make that up. So where they make that up is on, I think, what they call private payers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have somebody, let's say, for instance, you work for a, a reasonably good-sized company, and they provide medical insurance through an insurance company. Well, what they have to do is they have to basically gouge these private insurance companies to make up the difference and they're talking about this difference can be that like a hundred times the normal cost uh that they have to charge these private insurance companies yeah. which drives the price of private insurance up which drives more people into government health they know that they know what they're doing oh yeah they know they're destroying the medical system and they're destroying small hospitals so as the private payers you know there's fewer and fewer of them they get to where they just can't stay open anymore. They can't pay the bills, and they end up closing. So it'll be like like Cuba, where you have free doctors, but when you can see them is is a question. Mm-hmm. And well, that's what socialized medicine is all about. Socialization, mm-hmm. and they have death panels on those socialized medicines. They yes, keep they saying, uh, the, you know, I mean, look oh, at, there isn't any death panels. That's, uh, that's yeah, what they yeah. say. Well, look, yeah. what, what was it, Britain or England? I don't remember which one it was that had that young boy. That was in the hospital that had a rare dis- rare disorder, and a doctor here in the United States said that he could take care of this child. He did, you know, he was, I guess, an expert or something in that area, and their country judges said no. You cannot take, and he they wasn't going to have to pay for the flight or anything. They was the doctor's going to pay for all that. 
because he was still working on, you know, cures and stuff for this. And they would not allow the parents to fly that child into the United States. Oh, I heard about that the other day. Into the United States to get treatment. You know, there was a previous case uh, like that, I don't know, it was years ago, a few years ago, Mm -hmm. I remember. And the person finally, they they pulled the plug on them, even though there was uh, another doctor in another country that says, no, no, I've got a a new treatment that I believe can save it. Was Mm -hmm. it... uh, what was her last name? Was it Shively or something? Uh, Terry Shri- Shiver or Shiver Shiver. or something I, like that? I can't. Yeah, I remember that. But and, this, I mean, we're talking about an eight-year, nine-year-old boy, and the, they basically told the parents that if they tried to bring that child into the United States to get the care, that they was going to go into the home and they was going to take their other children away from them. Unbelievable. And so that child had to basically lay in the hospital. And this happened and where? Yeah, I can't remember. If it, it was in the UK somewhere. In the UK, But I don't yeah. remember if it was in England. Well, that was where was, the other thing happened, too. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, okay, you're basically telling these parents that they have to sit there and watch their child die. Mm-hmm. When there are options. You don't think that that's not going to happen here in this country? Oh, hell yeah, it's going to happen. You know, it's like it's already happening. Well, it's happening by, you know, like what I was just saying is the slow destruction of of hospitals. All these hospitals, these failing hospitals, they're being bought up by big corporations. Mm-hmm. So big corporations, oh, we love big corporations now, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to defend big corporations because, you know, uh, lefty liberals were always attacking them all the time. But now lefty liberals, they love big corporations. It's like... <laughs> I don't understand. I'm on your side now. Mm-hmm. These big corporations are evil. It's like, you know, but no, no, now they love big corporations. Yeah. I, these people, I, I mean, they, they, they have no consistency whatsoever on what they support. They just kind of blow with the wind. It's kind of like that social contagion thing I talked about. Well, that's one of the reasons I think when Obamacare came out that a lot of private doctors, whenever they had, they, they had to get rid of their private practices because, and they had to basically join these groups. You know, if you notice all the private doctors, there's no more private doctor offices anymore. It's all, they're like either with Presbyterian or New Mexico Health or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're all in the, in this group now. They're not even in a yeah, private practice anymore. they got gobbled anymore. up by corporations. Exactly. So, you know, what you're seeing is that Obamacare basically is in the process of destroying your medical care. Yeah, <laughs> it's closing down small hospitals. It's it, everything is is getting sold off to big corporations. I, I I don't know why people can't see this. You know, I I haven't had medical insurance since Obamacare kicked in because I had a reasonable, a, actually a very cheap, um, minimal policy that I was very happy with. Um, up until then, mm-hmm. that was literally, and I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, there's no way, 150 bucks a month. That's what it was costing me. And I was getting what I needed from it. Yeah. You know, but that was not adequate according to Obamacare. So my policy got canceled. So at that point, after I checked, oh my God, it's going to cost me like three times as much as what I was paying before. What's the point? Because I'm healthy. I hardly ever go to the doctor. And, and an interesting thing too is if you pay cash for your medical care, it's way cheaper. Yeah. Like, I, I went a while back, had some blood work done, and they said, well, uh, what's your insurance? I said, I don't have insurance. I'm, pay- I'm, I'm self-paying. I'm paying cash. Oh, they, uh, that's fine. And okay. they cut it in half or something. Oh, it's like way cheaper. Yeah. Way cheaper. I had x-rays, same thing. Way cheaper. You get a big discount when you pay cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been self-pay for years, and then I learned about the, the MediShare, and so I thought I'd check into that. And basically, it's a pot where people put money into that help pay for... So whenever I had to have, a, a, for the first time since this scamdemic was going on, first time I was able to go in and actually have a mammogram done. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, okay, let's circle back. Is there anything else you want to see about that? Not we that. go down rabbit holes all the time. That's okay. <laughs> because it all, it's all part of the same thing. Yeah. Okay. So they go on to saying here in this, I was talking about these auto kill switches, which, you know, they they... They contradict in them. Contradict in them. Rather, the bill in question directs a federal agency to require technology. Okay, require technology. And they just got done saying that the bill does not direct a kill switch to be implemented in cars. And then they go on to say the federal agency to require technology. Okay. In case you're drunk. Well, you just well, you just mm-hmm. change the name, you relabel yeah. it, and it's and it's something else. Now, d- this is what they do to everything. That would detect driver impairment and disable the vehicle in that scenario. Okay, so in other words, what they're saying is that this technology is going to monitor you in the car. Uh, are you going to have to breathe into a tube before you can start your car? You have to blow start your car like like drunk drivers get installed. These yeah, that's what it sounds like. Ignition interlock things. Is that what is this? Or is maybe evolve? this they're going to have in the steering wheels this thing where you're touching the steering wheel and it's supposed to be able to detect alcohol. Or maybe there's a little camera that's pointing towards your face to see if you look groggy or sleepy or mm. whatever. And you know that's the thing in my ve- my truck that I have right now, in my vehicle. If I don't know, actually, it's my mom's car, her little Subaru. Oh, God, that car drives me nuts. But it's I have to turn off the driver recognition because if you look look to the right or the left, you know how you're supposed to look right to left mm-hmm. to see if, you know, you have somebody coming at you. I'm always looking around me when I'm driving. And it sits there and it'll start beeping at you like, pay, keep your eyes on the road. Stop. See, well, they already have it then. <laughs> you know, it's already mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I mean, my 1987 Escort Pony that I had back in, after I graduated from high school had – it was what I thought was a kill switch, what I call a kill switch. And I didn't even know it existed until I hit this major pothole in the road, and all of a sudden my car just dies. And I'm like, what? By the way, don't hit the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what? Wh- her, her arms are flailing here. <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting here thinking, what on earth? So I, you know, I'm on the interstate, mind you. I'm on I-40. So I had to pull over to the shoulder of the road. And at that time, I had a CB radio in my car. You know, I've I've got one in in my two trucks. I yeah, recent, I've got a CB. I recently put CBs into my trucks because I'm thinking about when the crap hits the fan. Yeah. I want communications. Yeah, I've got a CB at home. I don't know if it works or not. I still yeah. need to get the rest of the stuff for it. But whenever my car died, I got on the CB radio, contacted truck drivers on the interstate, and asked them if they could contact. You know, I gave them my parents' phone number so they could call my parents and tell my dad I'm broke down on the side of the road and I need his help. I mean, that was our communication back then. But in, so my dad shows up oh, an hour or so later. Thank God the truck driver, you know, called. <laughs> and he says, oh, it's this switch. And he tur- he pulls up this mat or something off on this, the passenger side. And it's a, pu- it's a push-button switch. Basically, it cut off the gas. Whenever it feels like your vehicle's oh, in an impact yeah. or something, it cuts off the I've gas. I've seen those, yeah. yeah. And I, had, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, every other vehicle I drove was like, we're talking 70s models. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's so that if you have an accident and the car, car catches on fire, it reduces the chance that the fuel will catch on fire and blow the car up. 
too bad they can't do that with these electric cars, huh? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, have you noticed in Hollywood movies, the cars always blow up all the time? Oh, they yeah. always do. Mm-hmm. Cars just don't really do that. You no. Know? It's like sometimes they'll drive off a cliff and they'll be flying and they'll catch on fire before they even hit the ground. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. So says here, specifically Section 24220 of the bill directs the National Highway Safety Administration to develop rules that would require new cars to be equipped with technology that passively monitors the performance of a driver. How does it monitor you? How how does how does is it going to monitor your speed? Is it going to monitor? Well, maybe you're going a little too fast. Your I heartbeat. Mean, your your heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, you could be holding the wheel. It could be measuring your heart rate. Mm-hmm. It could be doing all kinds of things. D- don't you think that that's kind of an, an invasion of privacy? I think it's pretty invasive. Well, yeah, they could say, well, your blood pressure was high. We could feel it on your on the steering wheel, so we cut it off. Uh, my blood pressure is high because I'm driving in Albuquerque. <laughs> no kidding. Amen. It says here uh, that the technology passively monitors the performance of a driver, identifies whether they may be impaired, and prevents or limits motor vehicle operation if an impairment is detected. Do you really want that in your car? No. I don't. I don't even like the stuff that's in my vehicle now. Yeah. So, this is an interesting article I found. I found this. This is, I I, I got this by, because apparently it's gone now. It's been removed. But I used the Wayback Machine and saw an article from the Western Journal. Now, this is the one that Ted Nugent was referring to. This is a real article. You won't be able to find it anymore on the web unless you look in the archives under the Wayback Machine, and then you'll see the article. It did, in fact, exist. It says here, included in the Biden infrastructure bill, which had anything to do with infrastructure, the bill says on page 135 that a device must passively monitor performance of a driver of of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired. And, you know, like what I was just saying, the language in the bill means that the system is passive, meaning it's always on, it's always monitoring you, and cannot be shut off. It also means that the device will be able to completely shut down your privately owned vehicle against your will and without your say. So what if you're in the middle of the interstate there and driving down the road? Is it going to just kill it right there and then you cause a massive accident because of it? Yeah, no kidding. Your vehicle just stops and you and you stall out in the middle of the interstate? Mm-hmm. Right. Because now in these new vehicles, everything, since everything is electronic and computerized, when your vehicle goes off, you can't even turn your steering wheel like you used to be able to. It just freezes up. Yeah, everything freezes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like a fly-by-wire system. Mm-hmm. Yeah says here as former rep Bill Barr, Representative Bill Barr wrote, Bill Barr, the attorney guy? They got it. Was there a representative named Bill Barr? Uh, I mean, I his know. name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure where. Well, there, there was that, that, rep, that lawyer named Bill Barr. Oh, wow. That's the end of that segment. I want to continue about this, and then we're going to get into a topic that is a particular interest of Stella's about quiet skies. <laughs> it's nothing quiet about it. Nothing it's quiet like, about it's it. It's more like riot in the skies. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> so we'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Don't go anywhere.
Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, hablamos espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. 
From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. I'm your host, Becca Marie. And I'm Stella. 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 <laughs> Got all kinds of cool stuff we're talking about today. By the way, I want to mention uh, that we're not going to be doing a show next week uh, during the Thanksgiving holiday. I'll pick one of my favorite replays to go on the radio for next week. We're going to spend some time with family and friends and just enjoy a holiday. We forgot to say hi to mom. Hey, mom. Hi, I'm Mike. Rumble. She and always Mike. watch. Is Mike there? Mike. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen Mike commenting today yet. I'm not sure. We got a guy by the name. I like this name. Got a guy watching us on Rumble by that goes by the name of Ground Zero Hal Nine Thousand. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I don't recall seeing him before. Very cool. So, uh, on this uh, thing with the auto kill switch, which, you know, it's funny, I I read this fact checker on USA Today claiming that it's false, and then they contradicted themselves, basically saying it wasn't false. Uh, (laughs) But here's the thing, and I mentioned this earlier, people nowadays, what they do is they look at headlines, 
So they read the headline. Oh, well, that's just false. Did you read the article? Well, no. Well, maybe you should read the article before you just go by the tagline, the headline. But see, that's what a lot of people do. And that's what they know people are going to do. They, They put this oh, this is false, up on the top, and they figure, oh, people are going to see that, and they're just going to move on. They're not going to read. Whereas the article itself actually confirms that it is not false. Goodness. That's my heartbeat. Really? No, I'm just kidding. loud. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like, like the one. building is being shaken <laughs> really? down. Yeah, it s- sounds like somebody's driving by that has one of those boom speakers that just vibrate the world around them. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Everybody else needs to listen, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> says here that specifically uh, okay I read that um, so anyway they're going to passively monitor you and they can shut your car down now in an article I read on Western Journal they were talking about this and uh, where they're talking about the language saying that the system is passive which means it's it's on all the time and can't be turned off and here's an interesting thing like Last winter, when I drove to Ohio to visit my family, my it was like below zero during the uh, the entire trip driving out to Ohio. Oh my God! I hope it's not like that this year. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, yes, last year was a nightmare. I literally thought I could die on that trip. I mean, that's how bad it was. But imagine if I'm driving along and there was a, po- a part where the uh, highway was stopped because so many semis had flipped over and skidded off the road and were crashing and burning and it was it was it was like apocalyptic i mean it was so bad and i literally had to stop there because all the the traffic on the highway stopped for a few hours well what if i had one of these things in my car and it decided that uh, oh well you know you're 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 doing something kind of weird here we're going to turn your car off they turn my car off and I sit there in below freezing weather for three hours mm-hmm. I would be dead well you know on my truck I have this this issue with my my pickup I was on my way to Colorado to go visit my son I take my trailer I I like to stay at RV parks versus hotels. So I'll pull my trailer along. Well, the we, one area in New Mexico was so blasted windy that it kept trying to push. It was like it was pushing on the trailer, pushing on the trailer. So, of course, it affects your vehicle, too. And my little warning kept coming up on my dashboard. Driver may be sleepy. You need to pull over somewhere and get a cup of coffee or something. Mm. It's like it's not me. It's the blasted weather. Yeah. If it can't even tell you that it can't even tell that the wind is trying to blow you off the road, literally. Yeah. I mean, is it just going to shut you off in the middle of all that? I mean, seriously. Well, it makes you wonder, mm-hmm. what year is your car? It's a 21. 21, yeah. And it's monitoring you, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't and it's not, doesn't even have all the bells and whistles that the previous truck had in or that my mom's car has in it. I wow. mean, you have to take get a college degree to try to figure out the owner's manual in that Subaru that my mom has. Wow. Well, this goes on to the say that uh, the the operation of cars will be in the hands of computer algorithms. Oh, brother. Oh, doesn't that make you feel good? And as we have seen with how badly algorithms work on social media, how can that fill anyone with any confidence? And it mentions something here. What if a driver is drowsy and not drunk, but is locked out of his vehicle before being able to get to a hotel or other safe place to take a nap? Mm-hmm. Right. What if? Yeah. You know, this is this is the problem where they, they take away your control of every aspect of your life. And now they want to control you and your car, too. 
and you know you know this crap is going to be is also going to be um, accessible through remote control of some kind yeah you know well i mean even with with uh, my mom's car and with mine with my truck if because of the the anti theft device or whatever you want to call it that they have in it if my truck gets stolen for instance it's supposed to kill off the the uh, ability for them to be able to get in there but nowadays i mean car thieves they have computers and stuff that they can override a lot of that stuff but they're still supposed to be able to shut the vehicle down somewhere if somebody takes off in my truck. Yeah, here, I got a good one. So your car is equipped with this thing, and the car thieves figure out a way to hack your car. Okay, so they just sit there on the side of the road. They mm-hmm. wait for you to drive by. They send the kill signal to your car. They shut it down. And then they come up to you, to your car, with a gun until you get out of your car. And then they turn it back on, and then yeah, they steal exactly. your car. Mm-hmm. That could happen. Yeah, I mean, hackers are out there all the time hacking stuff. Yeah. Any anything can be hacked. Any computer can be hacked. You know, I I heard an interesting thing the other day. You know, because there's a lot of talk about AI and things like that. And the problem with they're worried. You know, the government is a little concerned about AI. And the reason they're concerned about it is because AI, if it was left to its own device and was allowed to simply look at information and make logical decisions. These corrupt politicians would be in trouble. We'd have Terminator coming true. <laughs> Hopefully going after the corrupt politicians, exactly. which is what might really happen. <laughs> you know, because cause what they're worried about is the AI will look at the facts of the situation. They'll say, oh, no, you guys are corrupt. You guys are breaking the law. So what they're doing is they're going in and they're tampering with the AI. And then more of the stuff, and I heard somebody mention this the other day, that you would not imagine how much stuff that you see on the Internet that is actually generated by AI. Mm -hmm. And it's more and more every day. And so what AI does is it goes out, looks around the Internet, it looks for things, and that's how it bases its its conversations with you that it has. But more of the conversations that it's generated are based on information that it got from other AI. So the AI is slowly taking over the entire Internet. Exactly. Where everything on the Internet is AI. Mm -hmm. It's going to take over anyway. There's no way to stop it once it's started. No. I mean, like I said, Terminator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Google is starting their own AI you know, I, I thought that it, the AI was like one individual, you know, thing instead of being able to spread out in different sectors. So I don't know how that's going to work. I think that the main AI will take over everybody's. Well, I mean, it's kind of interesting, these movies and stuff that they made back in the 70s and 80s about government takeover. And now look what's happening. War games. I mean, war games is another. They, they always warn you 30 years ahead of time. Exactly. <laughs> Pay attention. 30 years from now, this is going to be reality. Yeah. And I it, mean, this was science fiction back then, but yeah. it's it's reality now. Yeah. And it's still science fiction. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Scare me. <laughs> so so they're saying here in this article that the earliest implement, implementation date for the technology would be 2026. Um, but they're saying, but the legislation does not direct the agency to require a kill switch. <laughs> yeah. Um, that law enforcement or government officials can access. Um, not comfortable with that at all. No, I'm not either. I don't like the government being in my space. I don't. I want the government out of my space. I want the government completely out of my space. Mm-hmm. And that's the way this government, uh, this country is supposed to work. 
Well, that's why the Constitution says, we the people. That's the the first four words in the Constitution, because the people are the ones that voted on this, limiting the government, not the government sitting there saying, oh, well, we're going to allow you to do this, this, or this until we decide otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about... This, quiet skies. I want to do the quiet skies because I that's, think it's just insanity. That's one that Stella really likes. Yes, they they have a thing now where they call it the quiet skies. And if you were involved in any way, you or your family member with the J six, the January sixth mm-hmm. insurrection, they are going to uh, stamp your airline ticket with SSS, which means that you're a domestic terrorist. So the. Uh, uh, there was a there's a J sixer in there now, and his w- fiance or his yeah his fiance was pregnant when he got caught in January six. She wasn't there. She had her baby. It's eight weeks old now. Well, they're having trials for them now, so she's getting ready to go. And her and her eight week old baby are ready to book a flight and get on there. And their airline ticket, even the baby, the eight week old baby has an SSS on it as domestic terrorists so there's uh, marshals now that are standing there waiting and watching her and the baby because who knows what that baby's capable yeah, of yeah right and, and so they're watching you I'm asking myself this now they're having more trials now in January uh, the FBI has already taken the rosters of the people that flew in January 6th whether you were there for business for to visit and not even near the capital, they are looking for you now and to stamp your your airline tickets with SSS. It's a good thing I don't fly. Well, and but now they're having more, and all these people that have family members there, the parents, brothers, sisters, are going to fly there to see what they're what's going to happen to them during their trial. They're all going to be considered domestic terrorists. Well, from what I understand, even some of that's happening to people that have, have were never even around there, neither them nor their family that's members. Right. Yeah, they weren't even there. They're basically picking and choosing. If they decide that you're too conservative for their taste or you're going against their agenda, so they're going to mark you as a terrorist. Yep, you just said the word conservative. Mm-hmm. Well, they're using geo-tracking data that if you are anybody on on or like a day before that day, January 6th, if you flew in, even if you weren't even at the Capitol, if you flew in there, you are being surveilled. Mm-hmm. Now, is that an invasion of privacy or what? Is yeah. that like th- the very definition of, an, of a surveillance state? Yeah. I still want to see uh, Dinesh D'Souza's police state. I oh, I saw a, that the other day. You got to see it. Yeah, I want to see that so bad because mm-hmm. it's like I know that the, it's already here. Mm-hmm. It's already here. It is. Totally here. Here's an, <laughs> you know, it's funny how they label these things, how they call it. SSSS kind of reminds me of the Nazi SS. <laughs> Don't it? Yes. They I think they do this crap on purpose. Like they they label things with 666 and they come up with SSSS. It's like I think these people are just laughing at us and and they're they're making fun of us and mocking us yeah, with this stuff. It's, That's it's, what I think. Yeah, but it's not funny. I mean, it's funny to them. Oh, it's funny to them funny to us. because they're evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, you were talking about this uh this guy's fiance, this guy that was at the Capitol on January 6th. And it says, you know, just so they could try to avoid any of this nonsense, his fiance intentionally booked a ticket for herself and her infant separately. And to avoid this. But no, they got they his entire family is being labeled as as potential terrorists. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, like you said, Stella, their boarding passes are stamped with SSSS to 
indicate that they are suspected domestic terrorists, and they're listed in the Quiet Skies database because of their association with Mr. Fisher. And not only that, I mean, when you fly and you have the SSS on your ticket, they do strip searches on you. They do. humiliate you. They make you miss your flight on purpose, so you have to pay extra for another flight because they made you miss this one. And they're just, like, messing with you like a, like a mouse rat, like mm-hmm. torturing you and doing whatever they can to make you miserable. Well, it says here that uh, this designation puts into motion a whole set of potential unwarranted actions on the part of the airlines. Remember, you know, now we've got the quiet skies. Remember we used to be, oh, come fly the friendly skies. The, mm-hmm. the skies aren't so friendly anymore. They're well, really that not. that happened after, is, I mean, during 9-11, we already had the terrorist watch list, and how many people were mistakenly put onto the terror watch list? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the thing that's really sad here, and the air marshals are not happy about this either, because this is wasting a whole lot of their time. Literally, since this ridiculous program went into place, only one person has ever been really suspected of anything, okay? Out of all the many, many thousands and thousands of people, they've been told to track and follow and literally get on the airline and sit next to these people. They don't, you, don't, you have no idea that you're sitting next to a federal air marshal. These pe- what these air marshals are saying is our time's being wasted on this when we could be focusing on potential real terrorists. Yeah. Like the ones that Biden's flying in. Or the ones that are just walking across the border. Walking across the border. Mm -hmm. So it says here, this could set into motion a whole set of potentially unwarranted actions on the part of the airlines, TSA, and federal air marshals that result in what they call enhanced screening. Now, you think it's bad to go through the through the security uh, checkpoint at the airport and maybe have to take off your belt and your shoes and put all your crap through the through the x-ray machine. No, no, it's going to go way beyond that. If you've got an SSSS on your boarding pass, you could be subjected to, listen to this, swabbing every zipper, pocket, and hem of targeted individuals' belongings. Targeted individuals are strip-searched and require to open and power up every device they possess. And this process can take hours to complete, which during that process, you miss your flight. Mm-hmm. Now, let me remind you guys of something. And Biden and the Biden crime regime, they don't give a crap about the Constitution. Just like I mentioned earlier, they don't care about the Constitution. They don't think it's absolute. They don't think their oath of office is absolute. Let me remind you what the Fourth Amendment says. The right, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects, and against unreasonable searches and seizures. That most certainly includes you having to strip naked at the airport and have some stranger look at all your private parts. Mm -hmm. Shall not be violated. And no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause. Okay, where's the probable cause? Where's the probable cause? Have they showed you probable cause? No. You show up to the airport and you don't have any choice. They don't show you any probable cause. They say, oh, you need to step over here uh, in in this little private area and uh, we want you to take your clothes off. Yeah, and a, you know, an, an infant of all people? An I mean, infant. Yeah. An infant. An, an infant is a potential terrorist. How could an infant be a potential terrorist? Answer me that question, please. 
supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. You know, the Fourth Amendment is very, very um, specific here, and they're violating your Fourth Amendment. Right. They're violating right. all your amendments. Exactly. I mean, the first they're one, viol- the second one, fourth one. They don't care. They don't care. They're yeah. violating all well, I mean, all our own them. governors thinks our, our con- the New Mexico, but both the U.S. Constitution and New Mexico Constitution are both mm-hmm. just... They don't apply to her. Exactly. Well, she even came out, just remember her saying mm-hmm. the other day yeah, that, it's not that absolute. Her, oath is, uh, her oath and the Constitution are not absolute. I'm not just making that crap up. I mean, that's what these people are mm-hmm. saying. Exactly. And she's not the only Democrat that has said this. She's not. No. And that's one of the things that's so frustrating during our elections in, the, in, in this state in particular that, I, that I've witnessed is people do not pay attention to what their representatives and stuff are actually voting on or doing. They just look, if they decide to go vote, they look to see whether there's a D or an R after somebody's name, and that's all that they're voting on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you guys need to get your head out of the sand and start paying attention to what's actually going on. You're voting to cut your own throat. Exactly. You're cutting your nose off your face just to spite your face. Come on. That's right. Just so that they won't say that you're a Republican. Mm -hmm. It it just doesn't make sense. And in New Mexico especially, it's it's just notorious for that. It's been going on forever. Yeah. How do you change that? This gets better, though. (laughs) so it says here um, they're talking about this guy his fiance and that uh, because my fiance didn't attend J6 and has no involvement in anything related to my actions or activism we were instructed at that time to book flights separately so she wouldn't be flagged which they did and she was flagged anyway exactly her and the baby (laughs) unbelievable I saw that baby. He looked like a terrorist to me. Really? You think he's no, a terrorist? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like right up there with them grandmas and grandpas that are showing up. Mm, eh, you yeah. got to be watch those people. Mm-hmm. You got to watch them. Dangerous. We did that this time. She booked her own reservation with our eight-week-old son, and I booked my own ticket at a later date. They were still, they've got a new term now, SSS'd, SSSS'd by the SS. The Biden SS, SS'd you. The TSA pat-downs and search of all our belongings caused us to miss our flight. We pleaded with the agents to hurry up as we watched the clock tick down until the flight departed. They wouldn't even allow us to change our son's soiled diaper, and my fiancé and son were in tears. That's that's what they want. These people to do. are awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These people are absolutely awful. And you know, and I've mentioned this before. You know, they're talking about, oh well, you know, the F, like when it first to the FBI. Well, it's not the it's not the 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 rank and file. It's just no, the rank and file are the ones carrying out the order. So yeah, it is the rank and file. It is the TSA. These pe- you, people, you've got to stand up and you've got to say enough is enough. We're not going to do this, even if it means our job. 
You know, just like what I was saying during the scandemic, you know, and your employers wanting to get the jab or wear a stupid mask or any of this other nonsense. And, and you're just you're it's like, well, you know, I don't want to lose my job or, or I want to make sure I can take my kid to soccer practice. or You know, I don't, I don't want to be prevented from getting good deals at Costco. And it's like you guys are pathetic. You really are. You're giving in to this mm-hmm. nonsense, you know, For and materialism. If we all simply stood up and says no, and if TSA agents, which TSA agents, I'm sure they take an oath when like any other government employee to uphold the constitution of the united states well the, you are not upholding the constitution of the united states you are violating your oath by doing this illegal searches and seizures mm-hmm. so say no i'm not going to violate my oath i took an oath when i got this job and yes it might result in you being fired but you know what you can always find another job somewhere else and, and I'm sick and tired of telling people, we outnumber them. Exactly. We, we outnumber them. Yes, they're a small little group that are coming and terrorizing the citizens and everything, but we outnumber them. So, yeah, banding <clears throat> together and just saying no, everybody saying no should work for us. That's all you got to do. All I you mean, look do. what happened in New York. I don't remember the name of the business, but they, I saw a, a video of it that the business owner and his employees – and customers were in the store, and he owned the building, the the portion of the building that he was in, that he occupied. And the police and the health department came in and said, you know, you, you have to put, put make everybody wear a mask or something. And they told him no. They all stood up and said no. Good. You sh- show me. You know, it's like if they came to me, I'd be asking them, you show me exactly what law I'm breaking. There is no law. An ordinance is not a law. Nope. A a order, mandate's not a law. An order from the governor is not a law. It's a mandate. A mandate is not a law. Well, but you saw what happened to the restaurant here in Albuquerque in Old Town, a few blocks from. Yeah, they, they made the utility. Backstreet Grill. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they made the they made them turn off the utilities, so they were forced to they, close their doors. They did everything they could think of, mm-hmm. you know, and and he was embroiled in so many court dates and having attorney fees and all that. It broke him. And that's that. They'll do that to you. They'll just keep well, on. Well, this I guess you. this group of people basically forced the police to leave. Told them you are on private property. We do, we have not broken any laws. And you know the thing is, you can do that. Yeah, exactly. You can you can you can. You can t- this is your right. This is why it's important for people to understand their rights and to read the the, re- the Constitution is a short read. It doesn't take that long to understand your rights under to understand the Constitution because. You ask these people, oh, you want us to do this? Uh, no, we're not going to do this. Um, this is a private business, and I decide how things go in my business. I don't want to do this. I'm mm-hmm. not going to tell my customers to do this. I'm not going to tell my employees to do this, and I want you to leave because you're not welcome here. And it's like if they argue, it's like, do you have a warrant? Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you come back when you have a warrant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, anymore, though, they don't care about warrants. They don't care about anything legal. They'll just keep trying to force you to do it. You know, the thing to keep in, un- keep in mind is that we, the people, are the ones that have rights. Exactly. The government has no rights. The government has no rights whatsoever. No. The government has the permission to do the, thing, the things that we give them permission to do. That's And it. if you look at it, the U.S. Constitution is a shorter read than what New Mexico Constitution is. It is. It is. So this, this is really good. So... Let me go through the uh, the the flow chart in in how this program works. This is really really outrageous. You're not going to believe this. It says that airlines first of all submit secure passenger data to the DHS. Which, okay, why are they why are they doing that? You know, um, 
Isn't that supposed to be private information? Which then screens passengers against a customs and border protection quiet skies list based on rule hits. Any name matches goes to a federal air marshal service teams who observe the passengers in the airport and in flight based on a behavior checklist the Boston Globe obtained. Under one section of the checklist entitled Abnormal... Abnormally aware of surroundings. I am this, this. The writer of this article says I am personally guilty of five of the six observed behaviors almost every time I go to the airport. Okay, you will be looked at and scrutinized if you are reversing or changing directions or stopping while in transit through the airport or checking out the line to see how long it's going to take you to get there. That's a suspicious action. That's right. Makes you suspicious. Mm, yeah. Attempting to change appearance by changing clothes, shaving, etc., while in the airport or on the plane. I have shaved after long flights or before meetings routinely. Yeah, some guys, you know, they grow a, a you know, a, a what do they call it? A, a something Five shadow. Five o'clock shadow. Five o'clock shadow in, in no time flat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Observing the boarding gate area from afar. Oh, well, that's, that's, you're not allowed to do that. Being the last one to board. Well, yeah, I'm always guilty of that. Because, you know, whenever I, I don't fly real often, but when I do, it's like I've never understood. This is something I don't understand about people in airports. They always seem to be in a hurry to get on the plane. Well, why are you in a hurry? You have an assigned seat. Why are you in a, why are you in a hurry? Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much in a hurry, they'll stand in a line for a long time so that they can be one of the first ones to get on the plane. It's like, I don't do that. I, I take a seat in the boarding area. I get comfortable. I watch these idiots standing around. And I wait till they're almost all in. Oh, wow. It's almost, that's the end of that hour. We're going to continue this in the last segment. And then we have a lot of other interesting stories to talk about, like self-checkout surveillance at Walmart. We're going to talk about that in the third hour, too, after we finish this. So you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Don't go anywhere. We will be back shortly. 